imagine that you are planning a trip to Italy. And this trip is not a trip that you necessarily want to go on, but you're doing it because you feel that it is important for your growth and that you stretch your edges and step outside your comfort zone. Now, one of the reasons that you may be hesitant about this trip is because you may have an overactive bladder. And so you are concerned that on the plane or on the boat or in the car rides that you are going to run into a situation where you really have to pee and you don't know if you're going to be able to. This type of fear, anxiety, and worry is what prevents you from wanting to travel and wanting to go outside your comfort zone. This was me. This was me planning a trip back in May to Italy. And in this episode with Lisa Pepper Satkin, a therapist for 30 years, we talk about the importance of creating inner safety. What types of self-care tools or practices can you put into place so that you don't have the fear and the worry like I did prior to going into this trip? In this episode, I do share how I grounded myself, what tools and self-care I used so that I could end up having a trip that was fun and free from worry and anxiety. Lisa also shares the work that she does on taming the inner bully, and she shares with us and explains what subtle traumas can look like and feel like she calls them little T rather than big T traumas. They are patterns. They are thoughts. They are beliefs that you might not even think of as being a trauma, but actually are. Welcome to the Masks Off for People Pleasers and Perfectionist podcast. I am Kim Gross, your host, and it is my mission to help you unmask from people-pleasing and perfectionistic behaviors so that you can finally have the confidence to live the life that you truly desire. Let's tune in to this week's episode. I'll begin with a quote, and the quote was offered by Lisa herself, and the quote is this. I take really good care of myself so that you can take good care of yourself. Ah, Oh my goodness. So I really want to just dive right in, but I'm going to pause and I'm going to hold myself back and I'm going to let you first just introduce yourself in your own words. I'm so excited to be here and I will refrain from all the wonderful questions that I want to ask you. (laughs) about your beautiful life and podcasts and and all the great transformation that you're in and growing. What I get to do in the world is help people just like you step into their life in a bigger way, a bigger lasting transformation by understanding their history And then strategically looking at their thinking and their values and their mindset to grow 
more into their authentic selves, or as we say, take off their masks. So I am a psychotherapist and an executive coach, and I am trained with Dare to Lead, which is Brene Brown's whole body of work. And I combine all of that into this wonderful body of work that I do with clients one-on-one and organizations, families, companies. And I call it executive therapeutic coaching. So it's bringing together these worlds of understanding our psychology, but not staying stuck there. That's the key. We do not sit in the hot tub of our trauma or history. We have to then take it and do something with it that aligns more with our purpose. Our true purpose, like why we are on this planet. I love that. And I think I'm going to start right there, actually, because this is something that I've been thinking about for myself. And since you are a therapist, you can maybe answer the question for me and everybody else. I'm so excited. Okay. So here's the thing. I just shared with you a moment ago that I just have been going through 21 years of journals the last 20 years. And I've been on this path even before that, but those are the journals that I have. And one of the things that I did notice, and even as I'm ready to ask you this question, I can feel a tinge of my perfectionism coming in. I already know the answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Great. Is because you just said something very important and profound, which was how to not stay stuck in the wounding, how to not be stuck in the cesspool, how to not stay stuck in that inner landscape. That's such a mess, right? From our childhood wounding. So when I was rereading my journals, I did notice thought patterns that kept repeating, even as recent as a couple months ago. And I'm like, what the fuck, Kim? Why? Are you still circling this? So at the same time I shared with you, I've had a tremendous amount of transformation and growth. I revisited Dr. Joe Dispenza recently, right? And this is the mindset work. And when he shared, or when I was listening to Rewired, that's what I was listening to by Dr. Joe Dispenza, that when we are in the past. We can stay stuck in the past. Our past is impacting our present reality. When we go back to old thoughts, old feelings, old behaviors, is it just like when I continue to see these patterns, whether it's, and let's even bring it to the masks. Cause this is masks off. And we talk about people pleasing and perfectionism when those patterns are repeating rinse and repeat, Do you agree and feel that what's happening and keeping us stuck is that we're just going back to the past? Our past is impacting and overlaying our present, or is there some other phenomenon at play that keeps us stuck? I think your question is, what keeps us stuck? Yes. Bottom line, what keeps us stuck? So interesting. I have a personal and a professional answer. I love it. Give us both. Let me just start professionally, right? When we, congratulations for recognizing 
the thought patterns. Mm. Congratulations. That takes courage to reread your journals and to connect all of those dots. Yeah. So I am going to offer up that I don't think you're stuck. So I think we live in a story that tells us we're stuck. Now, that's, I got to give us both credit. We've done the work. We have worked on ourselves. We have read, we have studied, we have done retreats, workshops, reflected, journaled. Congratulations. We've done the work. So we don't get stuck for as long. Mm. You can recognize, like you said, just even a couple months ago, I could hear those old voices, which I call your inner bully. People say it's an inner critic, but I think we bully ourselves with the old gunk that we believed that somebody else handed to us that isn't our birthright, that isn't our wisdom, that isn't our purpose. I I share and will share with your listeners too how to fire that inner bully. And that's like rinse and repeat every single day. It's a pretty simple process. It's a deeper process understanding the trauma, right? So how do we stay stuck? We stay stuck when we believe what was handed to us. We stay stuck when we turn to external factors to soothe the inner pain. Oh, that is a really good quote. Yes. We stay stuck when we turn to external factors to soothe our inner pain. That's addiction. It is. It is. And so you you could say to me, let's just say, you're going to say to me, at least I'm not an alcoholic. I'm not an addict. No problem. But we can look at, oh, what is your habit on TikTok? Or what's your habit yes. on Instagram? Or What's your habit on shop with shopping? We could just look at where we turn outward instead of igniting our inner wisdom. And I love what you said as well, because I love the whole thing that you just said. And for me, what has made the difference is when I finally came to a place where I said, I am no longer willing to be at war with myself. I'm no longer willing to be at war, at war with my body image, at war with my eating issues, at war with being a people pleaser, with trying to make sure that everyone is okay and that I'm managing everyone's feelings and emotions. That is, and this is what we were going to talk about, a trauma response. I can remember being seven years old when there was dysfunction and rage and chaos in my family of origin. And all I could do is want to manage everybody, make everyone okay and happy. I would try to please my mom so desperately so that she would stay calm and not get angry or get upset with my dad or with my grandmother or whoever trauma response. So tell us about that because most people would not think that being a people pleaser is a trauma response. I like to separate it out. Like 
capital T trauma and lowercase t trauma. Yeah. And that's something that all of us as individuals need to do for ourselves. Because, so I started therapy when I was 10. So I would say my trauma, my traumatic responses had a safe place to be held every single week. Right. I loved my therapist and we would eat donuts and she would smoke cigarettes and <laughs> we would, I would process. I knew something was off in my own small life, my own mm. little life. When we started the call, you're like, you're up bright and early. I'm a morning person. And I think that I got up early to make sure everything was okay. Unconsciously, I think I knew something was not quite right. And so I, so we can call that a trauma response, right? Because trauma is when we're flooded with feelings, thoughts, and ideas that are overwhelming to our system that we can't regulate. Oh, wait, can we pause there? Can you say that again? One more time slowly. That was a beautiful description of trauma. I hope I can remember. Okay. <laughs> I'll help trauma you. Is where we are overwhelmed yeah. with thoughts, ideas, beliefs, images, experiences, like somatic experiences, the bodily experiences that we can't regulate ourselves mm. and we have nowhere to turn to help us regulate you can't self-regulate and there's not safety around to regulate. And so what happens in all this work that we do on ourselves in our lives and therapy, coaching, and love all the access people have to cost-effective therapy right now. And all of that online is wonderful. It's the beginning of people learning how to self-regulate. Yeah. Love it. And all the work we've done on ourselves teaches us how to self-regulate. That's Joe Dispenza's work is all about growing your meditation practice so that you can regulate, self-regulate. Mm. And can I add in one other thing? Not only learning, not only have I learned how to self-regulate, but part of self-regulating was learning how to show up for my little girl. Once I start started to reparent and I started to truly adult, my adult self could then step in and take care of my inner child because otherwise my inner child was driving the bus, my whole life fear, worry. That's why I wanted to fix. That's why I needed to control. That's why I needed to perform perfect and please, because my inner child was so freaking afraid. My nervous system was so dysregulated because of the trauma that I experienced as a child. And I didn't have at that time, real adults that could step in and say, you're okay. Everything is okay. No one ever created that sense of safety and I never had it. So my adult self now has to step in and say, everything is okay. That's one of the most important affirmations for me. 
is you're okay. It's okay. Everything is okay. This is interesting because I'm going to just be really honest with you. I always say to my adult clients, the worst thing you can say to their, to your children is that you're okay. Mm. Say more about that. I'm going to explain why. Because I, you and I are saying the same thing. I just come at it a little bit differently. Okay. So what I think what you're really saying is that I am safe because I have the tools in my toolbox to stay centered, grounded, empowered, loved, safe. I said safe, right? Yes. So when we say, don't worry, you're okay. You didn't say, don't worry, Mm -mm. but this is what the adults, you know, that I work with sometimes they'll say to their kids, don't worry, you're okay. And I'm like, "Uh, uh, 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 uh." Mm -mm -mm. let's ask them, how are you going to get grounded? How are you going to land if this situation does happen, right? How are you going to come into your inner wisdom when you feel afraid? Yes. When you feel ungrounded. So we're saying the same thing. We're using yes. different words. And yep. it's really brilliant. I remember one time I said to my kids, and what are you going to do if I'm if you can't reach me and they were like, mom, how are you going to get regrounded? How are you going <laughs> to land on your own two feet when your kids or when your partners or your business associates start using the wisdom and we're all speaking the same language? That's okay. That's safety. hundred percent. And I totally agree with what you're saying. So I'm so grateful for the clarification, because if you do tell your kids, or I tell my inner child, don't worry, everything is fine when it's not, that's discounting. And that just causes more harm when you discount another person's experience. So to just, you don't, I know you don't. Yeah. Yeah. I, before I was conscious. Yes. But now I know better. So I do better. So it's different now, but just to give an example, to highlight what you just said. So when just back in May, I went to Italy with my daughter and I didn't want to go to Italy. No lie, no shit. A number one reason why I went, and it was because I had a fear around traveling outside the country. And the reason that I had a fear is because I have an autoimmune disease. So I always have this worry that I can't be too far from my doctors or I have an overactive bladder. What if I pee myself on the plane? What if I pee myself on the boat? Like I had all of these worries, anxieties, fears around traveling. And I said, I no longer want to make my world small. So I'm going to do this for my growth. That's why I chose to go to Italy. And to your point, I couldn't just tell myself, oh, it'll be fine. Because my little girl was like, no freaking way is it going to be fine. You're going to put me on a boat for an hour and I have nowhere to pee. No. So what I had to do was go through the steps and ground myself. My adult self said, okay, here's what'll happen if we, because we had many flights. We went to three parts of Italy. We were like Southern, then Capri and then Northern. So I'm like, okay, if we miss a flight, something doesn't happen. We have a credit card. 
we'll find a hotel. We'll make the best of it. So no worries on missing a flight. If we miss a flight, we'll just flow with it. As long as we have a credit card and we have money, we'll be okay. We can find what we need to find. Then I went through, okay, on an airplane, even if the flight attendant says you cannot get up at this time. And if you feel like you're going to pee, get up and go, you'll be fine, right? Just get up and go to the bathroom. If you're in the car, you just tell the driver, please pull over. I need to pee on the side of the road. Right. I just kept doing. And then on the boat, I'm like, okay, we're going to, if we have to wear a depends, we'll wear depends on the boat because we have to be on it for an hour and you can't jump into the red sea or whatever sea it was. (laughs) So we'll wear. And so as I did all of those things, I created safety. I had no idea we would be talking about creating safety today, but I love it because it's so important that the listeners hear and understand, especially if they are carrying out patterns of pleasing and perfecting and trying to fix and control and living in fear that this is, in my opinion, such a useful conversation and how one can create safety and how important it is to create safety. That is an antidote for trauma responses. Is it not? It's beautiful. I so appreciate your vulnerability. And I know so many women who are struggling with the bladder piece, but nonetheless, that's how we also move through trauma. We just, we make space for our experience. My mother married my brother's therapist. Okay. That's traumatic. Yeah. Your mother married your brother's brother's therapist. therapist. So my brother goes to therapy one day and then he comes home and the the asshole's his stepfather. And I remember the energy I had to drum up when I was 10 Mm. to self-protect. Like I knew this guy is not good. This is not good. And I had to put a kibosh to it, but I was 10. Yeah. So I also remember like never, I never talked about it. I never thought I was just like, I handled it. Yeah, but I handled it as a 10 year old. So the impact that it had on me in my life, the older I get and the wiser I get, I see how it decorated the way that I am in the world and the work that I've done. And it it influenced me, it impacted me. I can take care of that younger version as well as the older versions of myself. Yes. That's, I think, exactly what you're talking about. That's what you did on that boat. That's what you did on on the Italy trips. Not only did I take care of myself and set myself up, but then I was also really intentional about being in this place of flow. My daughter Mm -hmm. and I, she is 21 or was she 21 yet? She was 20. We made a commitment to each other that no matter what happened throughout the trip, because again, there were so many moving parts. I'm telling you so many moving parts to this trip. And we just said, no matter, and this, these are her words, mom, we're just going to be straight chilling, straight chilling quote. We're just going to chill. When we were in that energy, Lisa, I'm telling you, 
I, I cannot emphasize enough how many freaking moving parts there were to this trip. How many drivers, how many boats, how many flights, how many this straight on not one missed flight, not one delayed flight, not one missed driver, everything just flowed and happened exactly the way it was planned. Now, does it always happen that way? No, absolutely not. You could be straight chilling and sometimes shit happens, right? But this trip was freaking amazing. My daughter and I kept saying, I can't believe it. We made it to the flight on time. The driver was right there. The boat was right there. This taxi guy was here and this was there. And this reservation was fine. Like everything. Can I give your listeners a really big gift? Yes, please. Okay. So I'm listening to you. Your story is divine, but I listened for patterns. I've been doing this work 30 years. I am trained pattern spotter. (laughs) So what we want to tell our brain is exactly where we want it to go. Straight Mm. chilling. So when we say, and forgive me, when we say not one missed flight, not one, the brain hears not. The brain goes to the missed flight, the right? So when what I love about your daughter said is straight chilling is going directly in this future version of flow. Yes. And so all the time I am pointing out to my clients and the women in my women's group, how do you want to feel? How do you want to think? And that's how we speak. So we enjoyed every boat. We got on every plane ride. We met the nicest drivers. Do you see? It's so subtle, but it's so powerful. It's so subtle, so powerful. And sometimes it's irritating to people that I point that out, but your listeners are taking their masks off and stepping into their authentic selves. And if they can start to watch how they talk about themselves, that in itself is a game changer. Thus the inner bully, right? That's your work is to fire the inner bully. That's the beginning work. That's what I give to people as a launch into their own work. And I'm happy to help anyone in those conversations I offer up free conversations all the time because I mean it and I want to help people launch. So where can people find you then? Since you said what you do, you have a group, a women's group, you do one-on-one sessions, you have an ebook. I already am going to put the link for that in the show notes. Right. And I lead retreats. I do Mm. so much, but the best way to contact me is really on my website, lisapeppersatkin.com, which you'll put in the notes. And I definitely will. People can ask questions and reach out and let me know how I might guide them or direct them. I, first of all, thank you so much for offering that. I just want to say that I have interviewed well over 70 guests so far on this podcast. I've been doing it for three and a half years, well over 70. I have not met a person yet who is so willing. You are so willing to share, to give 
like you said, I'm, I'm happy to help people connect. I just feel this energy from you that you're just so generous. So just giving, you just giving your energy. Thank you for seeing me. And mm. it comes from, if it's a full circle, I take really good care of myself Yeah. so that you can take good care of yourself. You can ask for what you need and I'll, I'm clear with my boundaries, with what my availability, what I can give and not give. And so I think that's the clean energy that you feel. It's not from a people pleasing place. Not at all. It's not from, at all. It's from truth. <clears throat> and I have time and energy and desire right now to support more people. So I think that's what's happening. I feel that. I feel that energy very much. So thank you so much for having My this pleasure. conversation today. And people, I'm telling you, this was such a good conversation. Please reach out to Lisa. She said she's been doing this work for 30 years, 30 years being a therapist and coaching and helping others. And just go to her website, book a free call with her and as always, if you enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to like or subscribe, leave us a comment, let us know if you have questions, if there's more you want to hear, we can come back and do a part two, let us know. And until next time, have a great week, everybody.